You've got a vision, you've got an idea, you have a business, but you can't seem to move forward. You've come to the right place. Welcome to Vision Possible. The show that empowers you to believe, conceive, and achieve your goals. We are your hosts, Butch and Julianne Hartman. We are business owners, entrepreneurs, authors, wealth strategists, television producers, and content creators who have negotiated multi-million dollar deals. We'll teach you the secret formula to success. Learn how to make your daydream your day job. Find out more at visionpossible.net. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Take your business and scale it to the next level. Get ready to transform your life by making your vision possible. Do you want to know the secret of how to completely eliminate conflict on your team? All right. That's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about the secret to eliminating the infighting and all of the issues that you see on your team, whether that's your peer team that surrounds you or whether that's the team that reports to you. That's what we're going to talk about today because we're going to go more into depth on the personalities that make up a team and a healthy team dynamic. I'm Nathaniel Spears. Welcome to today's Vision Possible. So glad to have you uh, be here and be a part of it. If you're listening on replay, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, today is really part two to a conversation we started on uh, building a cohesive leadership team and building a cohesive subordinate team under you. Um, and we talked last time about Humble Hunger Smart and we talked about emotional intelligence. And then we started talking about what we're gonna be talking about today. And that's the four different types of people you want on your team, the types of personalities. I'm not talking about Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram. I'm just talking about uh, general uh, tendencies or bents within people that you want on your team. Uh, today we're going to talk about really how to identify where you fit on that four uh, spectrum, on, on that quadrant spectrum that we talked about last time. I'll go over it again. Um, and then also we're going to talk about how to how to kind of identify the people on your team where they slot in so that you can get the right people in the right seats on your bus. That's so important. Um, a lot of times uh, we think, hey, so, you know, somebody's acting up within the organization or someone's acting up on my team. They shouldn't be here. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Sometimes they're just in the wrong spot. They're in the wrong position. They're being asked to do something that really doesn't suit them that well. And so through this conversation, we're going to be able to identify who those people are, how you can best uh, recalibrate yourself to their type of personality, and then how you can attract the right people so that your strengths can balance out their weaknesses and their strengths can balance out your weaknesses. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Again, a brief recap on last time. The long and the short of it is really this. There's four uh, types of people that you want on your team to build that really healthy dynamic on your team. There's creators, there's advancers, there's refiners, and there's executors. And these four types of people uh, will make up a team that can really get things done, that can really get the job done. If you don't have a good balance of all four of those, and again, we'll define what those are and go through them here in a minute. But if you don't have a good balance of those four, you're going to have a very difficult time actually getting things done. Because you'll have maybe a group of executors who get their satisfaction from doing the work, and you'll just be a busybody and you won't have any vision or creative um, output. Again, having that vision and creative output is important, but if all you have is creative and advancers, 
you're not actually going to get anything done because you don't have any executors or refiners. And so the balance is very, very important of all four of those personalities. And so when, when, when I mentioned quadrant earlier, what I mean is kind of like if you draw a T on a piece of paper um, and uh, you create four quadrants on your page, the top left would be your creator, your top right would be your advancer, your bottom left would be your uh, uh, refiner, and your bottom right would be your executor. And those four personalities, those four tendencies is what's going to bring health to your team. So I want to go into a little more depth on what each of those mean, what each of those are, and then uh, start to talk about maybe communication paths between them, how healthy communication will flow on that team, and then maybe give you some examples of where you may have seen this already. Um, so let me start by kind of defining each one. So the creator is kind of that entrepreneur bent. It's kind of the, the founder and the president of a company, right? The person who's got the vision for the company, they got the passion for the company, they're right-brained, they're creative, and they love seeing the big picture. And sometimes because they love seeing the big picture, they miss the details or they think it's uh, easier done than it actually is because they don't see all the logistical pieces because they're creatives. Uh, creatives are super important to have on the team. They're the ones who kind of cast the vision, who uh, are at the, the helm of the ship, who are there at the front, who are leading by example, who are leading the charge, right? Those are the people who a lot of times uh, don't need the, or don't want naturally, like an unhealthy creative, doesn't want any input from around them. They just like, here's the idea, let's go make it happen. Can't you guys just go make it happen? Here's the creative idea. That's the creator. Those are so important. Creative people are so, so key to the health of an organization and a team. Usually those people, uh, their tendency, those will be the founders, the presidents, those are the entrepreneurs, those are the owner of the company, right? That Those are the creatives, the visionaries of a given uh, organization or team. Um, the second quadrant, so that's the, that's the top left, top right is advancers. Now advancers are key, okay? Those are the people who love working with the creatives because while advancers have visions of their own, they like taking someone else's vision and actually starting to put legs to it. They're the encouragers. They're the ones who are like, hey, yes, absolutely. We can do your vision. We can take it to the next level. Advancers uh, love to break down concepts into actual ideas and start to put thought towards them. They're the ones who like to start actually breaking apart a creative concept and begin organizing it. They're organizers, right? They like to put, okay, well, that's great. We can do this over here and do this over here. And here's the person that can do this. And you start to begin to advance the idea, the agenda, the motive, the vision, right? Advancers are key. If you're a creative, you need advancers in your life. The advancers are the logistical people. They're the operational people. They're the ones who are like, yes, I see the big picture. Now let's distill it down and actually make this thing happen. And they thrive and they love um, seeing something cross the finish line. They love seeing something organized and broken down and, and having the ability to take it to that next level. Um, that's the top, uh, top right quadrant. Now let's move down the quadrant to the bottom left. Bottom left is the refiner, okay? The refiner. Refiners are so, so key to have on your team. They're the realists, right? They're the ones who will actually take the vision and take what the advancer has kind of broken out and organized and they'll say, okay, so let's be honest here. We have X number of employees with X number of work hours with, you know, X number of finances. And therefore, in order to do your vision advancer that you got from the creator, 
we're going to have to have some communication here. We're going to have to cut this out or we're going to have to add this in or we're going to have to do this. A refiner is someone who breaks down the, the plan that the advancer has created and starts to bring realism to it and starts to say, okay, well, wait a second. Let's cut this out. Let's do this, et cetera. Um, refiners often find themselves in the positions of like a legal aid or an accountant or maybe uh, a CFO even. So if we're talking the highest level of an organization, like a CFO would be the one to actually start to break down and say, hey, okay, well, realistically, we need to do this, this, and this. In some organizations, that would be like executive director, director level, where it's like, okay, so here's the, here's the plan. We operationalize the plan. Now let's actually get this plan to a place that the, that the boots on the ground can start accomplishing, right? So a refiner is very important to a team because otherwise you've got this grandiose plan and you've got this great, great, well-organized plan, project plan, organizational plan, legal plan, marketing plan, whatever it may be, right? You have this great plan that the advancer and the creative came, uh, and the creator came out with, but it's totally out of touch with what the actual boots on the ground need to do. So that refiner is kind of the go-between between the boots on the ground and then the people who are coming up with the idea to ensure that that idea is realistic. And so that's a refiner. Um, and by the way, if you are a creator, we'll talk more about this later, you better quickly find yourself a refiner and an advancer because without it, you're gonna be out of touch with the actual work that it takes to make something happen. You're gonna ask team members to do something that you, you think is reasonable because you see the big picture, you see the idea, but the ability to translate that idea into an operational plan and then to refine it so that the people actually doing the work can uh, accomplish it well uh, and you know in time, under budget, etc. That's where you need the refiner and the advancer. So anyways, continuing on, we've got creator, advancer, refiner. The last one, the fourth quadrant, the bottom right is the executor. And the executor is the boots on the ground, right? The executor is the one actually doing the work. They find their greatest satisfaction from the manual labor from uh, grinding stuff out, from actually doing it, and fulfilling the vision that was laid out for them. The refiner are the very uh, hands-on, tactical kind. Uh, a lot of times they'll be the managers or the actual um, the content creators within a team. Uh, it just depends on your, how your team is structured, right? But those are the executors. The executors see the, the details. They're into the minutia. They understand what it takes to get the job done. And because of that, it's so important to have them in your meetings, in your team, because they're the ones that are closest to the facts. Facts. They're the one who's the subject matter expert. And they're the ones who are actually going to um, have the team to get the job done. And so you can look at this from a very, very high level, broad perspective. Large organization needs uh, these type of teams within the organization. And then on a micro level of a team itself. So like if you're a founder or a president or you have a business, you want to surround yourself with these people. Your board of directors, for example, on a nonprofit, you want the people surrounding you on that board to have these qualities. So what usually occurs, and let me give you some practical examples. I have some written down right here. I'll, I'll read to you. But, um, you know, in a meeting, if you've ever been in a meeting, you've seen this play out. The creator is the one in sitting in the meeting who's always the one pitching ideas, who uh, has that in, enticing message. Um, and they're always the one who has got the next and greatest idea that they're bringing to the table. The advancer in the meeting is always the one who's super excited. They're like, oh, that's a great idea. I love the idea. I can get behind the idea. And they're already thinking of ways in that meeting to make it happen. Oh, did you guys think of this? Did you think of this? Uh, oh, okay. Well, based on that, have you thought of this? That's the advancer. The advancer is the excited one who's ready to chomping at the bit, ready to go. He's got great ideas. Uh, the refiner is the one 
who's sitting in the corner of the meeting, arms crossed, furled brow in deep thought. The refiner's thinking it through. Now, a toxic refiner would be one who is arguing, who's argumentative, and saying, well, that's not realistic, etc. But a healthy refiner is the one who's deep in thought, who's thinking about, okay, all right, so I like what the creator is saying. And the advancer, he makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I see where he's going with his operational plans. But don't they see that we're going to need this resource and that resource, this personnel, this financial breakthrough, etc., etc.? That's the refiner. The refiner is the one who's deep in thought, who's mulling it over, who's like, okay, all right, this is good. I can get behind this, but this is what we're going to have to do to make it happen. That's the refiner. And then the executor is, is the quiet one who's literally just like, okay, all right, well, uh, my team or me, I'm going to be the one who has to do this. So realistically speaking, uh, so the advancer and the creator, they're doing a lot of talking. The refiner pipes in every now and then, and the executor is just sitting back thinking through how it's going to impact their life right? That's the refiner. The refiner's like, okay, well, realistically, that's going to mean I'm going to have to work an extra X amount of hours, or realistically, that means blah, 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 right? They're the super realist who is so in touch with the facts that they can tell you, okay, well, to get that done, I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z in that order. In this time, it's going to take me three hours to do each of those, right? That's the executor, the one who's actually going to do it. So I'm sure you've been in meetings where you've seen all three personalities and you can tell who's the dominant personality in a meeting or on a team based on what activity is occurring most. If you're having team meetings or you're even with your friend group or you're with your board and all you're talking about is super practical, in the weeds, down in the dirt, digging out stuff together, then most likely your team and uh, who you've surrounded yourself with and probably you yourself uh, may be an executor. But if you're in a team meeting or you surround yourself with a group of people who you're always way up in the clouds and you're like, oh man, I think this is exactly what we got to do. And there's a lot of talk and a lot of excitement of, hey, this is the future. This is where we're going. Uh, and and uh, there's very little, uh, actually, how are we going to get there? Or you see that uh, you have a lot of great ideas, but they stall out before they actually are accomplished. Um, that usually means that you've got heavy creative and advancement and not enough refinement and execution. And so you can kind of see how these start to play, right? Think about it like this. This is a, a, a good way of saying it. Uh, when you're in a brainstorm session, the creator is the one popping out ideas, popcorning ideas around the room, right? The advancer is the one who's taking all those ideas, putting them on post-it notes and organizing them, right? That's the advancer. Organizing the ideas, making sure they're coherent. The refiner is the one who's starting to pull sticky notes off the wall. Like, ah, nah, that's not a good one. This isn't a good one. Instead, let's do this. That's the refiner. And then the executor just leaves the room because he's like, what the heck's going on? I need a realistic convo after all of these facts are sorted out. That's when I'm going to come back. So that's the kind of personalities that we're talking about here. And each one is so, so important. You know, I think back to a lot of organizational conflict. I'm going to use the idea of a church as an example, like a ministry environment. You know, how many times have you seen it in, in like a church setting, especially where you have a pastor with a board of elders or a board of directors and the elders, um, you know, basically say, well, we believe this should occur. And, you know, the pastor is just like, nope, that's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. And he cuts them off and, or the pastor puts out an idea of, I think we should do this. And then the board will say, okay, well, that's not reasonable. That's not realistic. We can't do that. Um, that's how church splits happen. Most church splits all happen because the pastor just surrounds himself with other people who agree with him. And then when the actual people come who disagree, the pastor's like, well, 
I'm the man of God, right? I'm not going to take that. And then he drops those people off the board and a church, and a church split occurs. Well, it's the same in an organization. The CEO needs to purposefully bring people around him that disagree with him. If the CEO only surrounds himself with people who agree with him, most likely you're just going to have a bunch of creators and advancers and the CEO and the executive leadership team are going to be so out of touch with the downlines. Um, as a leader, you need to encourage your teams to lead upward. What does that mean? Leading upward means that you ask them questions and they provide answers. Questions go down, answers go up. That's so important for a healthy team. And when you do that, you're inviting criticism, you're inviting feedback. There is a book I read recently on emotional intelligence by HBR. It's, it's like a collection of different articles on um, the topic of emotional intelligence. And one of the articles talks about the idea of the CEO disease. And I love this concept. CEO disease is where the CEO or the top leader in any organization thinks that it's all rosy. It's all peaches and cream, that the whole organization's running well. And it happens more than you think because the people who the CEO, like the direct reports of the CEO, like the executive leadership team, they talk to the CEO only about things that they know are going to be good. Like they only talk about, hey, this has happened, this has happened, here's all the good stuff. And they fail to bring up the pain points or the issues because the CEO has created a culture and created an environment where uh, criticism is not welcome. Criticism is key. Now, there's definitely a line where, you know, it goes over into uh, destructive, uh, destructive conflict, destructive criticism, but healthy conflict and healthy criticism breeds creativity. That's the thing where you're going to have your greatest ideas and you're going to see the greatest results. So avoid the CEO disease. Avoid uh, creating a culture where your teams feel like they can't tell the truth. Create a safe harbor. Create an environment where the truth is always, always welcome and received. And when you do that, you're going to be able to build a team that will start to have these four personalities. So uh, the first step, obviously, in building this team is identifying who you are, right? Knowing who you are. So if you're one who's naturally bent on popping out ideas and who's just always, uh, you know, high in the sky with creative concepts, but don't necessarily uh, care for or like the details of execution, you're most likely a creator. Now, bear in mind, uh, I should say this before we continue, you can be multiple different personalities in this. You can have multiple tendencies. Uh, so a lot of people can be creative creators and advancers where they see the big picture and they start to organize it. That's perfectly fine. Um, you don't often see creatives who are executors per se or creators who are refiners, but a lot of times you can find common patterns and themes. You might be an advancer or an advancer refiner if you really enjoy organization, if you enjoy uh, serving alongside someone who you can take their idea and see it across the finish line, if you like project management, if you like uh, really bringing things together and uh, organizing them so that they can be executed on. Usually you're operational, you're logistical, but you can still interface really, really well with high-level creatives. And then you might be a refiner if at the end of the day you love to argue and maybe you're like an Enneagram type eight or you enjoy to tear things apart and really pick it apart and be a realist and be like, okay, guys, let's look at this for really what it is. You guys are saying this, but can't you see this? And a lot of times people can be advancers and refiners, interestingly enough. Like the advancer is on the top of the scale, is, is, is more of uh, in the realm of possibility, not necessarily in reality. 
but uh, you can be balanced in that and have, okay, well, here's what's possible, but at the same time, here's what is, here's what I'm going to, you know, have as a reality for my business, for my organization, for my team, et cetera. So uh, that's advanced and refiner. Then the executor. So what's the executor? You might be an executor if um, you enjoy and get fulfillment, like I said earlier, from the actual work. So like, hey, I know what it takes to get the job done, right? I know what it takes to cross the finish line. I know what it actually takes when the creator says, huh, it's, I, I, I want to put on this brand new show um, for, um, you know, the organization and we're going to have this new creative arts area where we're going to have, you know, this uh, dra dramatic production at every staff meeting. Cool. If you're a refiner, then immediately you're thinking, well, that's going to take props, that's going to take costumes, that's going to take this, this, and this. And that's the actual refiner and executor. That's the executor. The executor is saying, I know what it's going to take, and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to give birth to it, and I'm actually going to have this occur within the teams. And that's where you find your satisfaction greatest is when you actually see something checked off the list. Like, it, it's done. Excellent. So, once you've identified who you are on that spectrum, and again, like I said, you can be multiple, then you want to start surrounding yourself with people who are the opposite, who are other than that. And you're going to see points of conflict. So if you've drawn out that uh, quadrant diagram, um, what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the flow of communication across that. And if you think about it like this, um, usually creators and advancers, so you can draw an arrow between those two, they get along really, really well. Okay? They... Uh, you know, the advancer feeds the creator. The creator's like, yeah, this is awesome. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the creator says, hey, this is what I want to do. The advancer says, yay, this is awesome. We're going to make it happen. So they usually get along pretty good. So creators, if you're a creator, look at yourself, look at who you're around, look at who your friends are. Most likely they're people who encourage you, who feed into your ideas, who feed into your concepts. Um, and if you're an advancer, normally you find creatives you like to hang out with because they feed you with cool ideas to mull on and think on and, and organize. So be aware of that. Those two usually get along pretty well. And then, oddly enough, because it doesn't seem this way, but if you think about it, it works out this way. Advancers and refiners, they usually get along. So draw a line between the two of them, a diagonal line between the advancer and the refiner, the top right and the bottom left. They are uh, the people who are, uh, are who get along because the advancer's like, I love to organize. And then the refiner's like, well, realistically, in order to make that happen, you know, this needs to occur. They both agree on this one thing. They both like to see things cross the finish line. They both like to see things happen. And so because of that, they get along really, really well. So if you're an advancer or a refiner, look at who you, who you hang out with and see who you surround yourself with. And then lastly, the refiner and the executor, they get along well. So draw a line uh, between the two bottom quadrants. And that kind of it makes more sense, right? Because the refiner's kind of got the back of the executor. The refiner's like, well, I've got your back. Don't worry. I'm going to be a realist. I'll, you know, accurately, you know, portray what the capacity concerns may be or what the monetary concerns may be because the executor knows all that stuff. They know it like the back of their hand and the refiner helps uh, to work with those creatives because the refiner can. The refiner can work with the advancer and really say, hey, hold on. Let's be real with this. But... Uh, most of the time where those lines aren't drawn, you're going to have some sort of conflict. Like if you've got a, uh, a, a executor who's working with a creative, you're going to see a lot of headbutting unless you've got a healthy team environment and somebody uh, as a leader, you understand this and you understand you need the executor. You need the refiner. You need to be in touch with those people. But naturally, without having emotional intelligence and being able to lead a team like that, 
then you're naturally going to see pain there. So like a creator to a refiner, a lot of pain or a creator to an, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, a, uh, a creator to an executor, you're going to see a lot of communication issues. Creator with a refiner, same thing. Um, a lot of times um, without having a healthy balance, you're going to see conflict there. Uh, and then also an advancer with a, um, with a, uh, uh, executor. A lot of times they can just get frustrated because the, uh, the executor is like, you're way up here in the sky. You've got all these great ideas, but it just doesn't translate. So in closing, I, I want to show you guys how important it is to build this cohesive team. Um, the closer you get to bringing those types of people around you, the closer you're going to be to having a team that actually gets the job done in an effective way. You need all four personalities, all four tendencies to actually um, start to see um, the vision that the creator has actually happen because the executor can go do it. Uh, and if you, like I said earlier, if, if you're just tuning in, I'm gonna say this one more time. If you're a team heavy with execution and, re and refining, you're usually just going to be busy doing busy work. You're just going to be grinding stuff out and not actually uh, accomplishing strategic goals and moving forward as an organization. You might just stall out or as a team. Uh, and if you've got a balance in the opposite arena where it's all creative and advancing, and you don't really have a good balance of doing, a lot of times you're just going to have great ideas, but they're going to stall out and you're not actually going to see growth because there's actually no action to that growth. So I hope this helps you guys to see and and. Like I talked about last time, this is something that I wish I knew a long, long, long time ago. To cut out that conflict, to cut out that infighting, to, to cut out that, why isn't things happening? Look who's around you. Look who you've surrounded yourself with. In a multitude of counselors, there is wisdom, okay? And that's, you know, from the book of Proverbs in the Bible. A multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. And so if you surround yourself with a multitude of people who think different than you, it's going to challenge you to become a better person and a better leader for your team, for your business, or for your ministry. So I hope this has helped you. Um, our goal here at Vision Possible is to bring you real training, practical training. Spread the word. If this has benefited you, I'm sure it'll benefit other people in your circle. But spread the word. And we are so thankful to have you part of Vision Possible. You've been listening to Vision Possible. To get more information or to contact Butch and Julianne to schedule your private coaching session, go to visionpossible.net. That's visionpossible.net.